never been the same since. Jesus came into my life, rearranged, changed my thinking, changed my walking, my changed my GPS settings. Places I used to go, Sister Caroline, I don't go no more. Praise the Lord. I'm like David. I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord because the saints are going to be in the house of the Lord. The praises of God is going to be going forth. The word of God will be going forth. The fellowship. Thank you, Lord. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad for Jesus on today. I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. One more time. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And you know what? I have a choice. I, I choose to rejoice and be glad. And nobody drug me in here kicking and screaming. Y'all ain't, you know, when I was a baby, it might, a kid, it might be different. I ain't going to church. Yes, you are, boy. <laughs> you going to church. But now, amen. It reminds me, I remember years ago, I get to the message. Said, uh, this old mother of the church has been around a long time. And she raised her grandkids. And she would take the grandkids to church every Sunday. And one day, as it were, the kids got a little older. Grandma said, come on, we're going to church. Oh, Grandma, I don't feel too good. I don't think I can make it today. Grandma said, the devil's alive. We're going to church. Take them on to church. Got a little bit older. Come on, boy, we're going to church. But I got a sore throat. No, she, Grandma said, the devil is a lie. We going to church. After a while, Grandma got pretty old where she wasn't doing too good. By this time, the kids had got used to going to church. They was involved in the church. And they said, come on, Grandma, let's go to church. She said, no, Grandma ain't feeling too good today. And the kids said, the devil's a lie. Grandma said, he ain't lying this time. <laughs> 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 ain't making a day, but praise the Lord. I'm so glad that we're, that we're here in the house of the Lord under our own volition today. Giving God praise and thanks. You know, we can take so much for granted. But God is good. When I hear about Sister Jackie's testimony with her husband, it just brings joy to my heart. You know, it shows me that God is yet working miracles. You mean what would take 10 years? God said, no, six months. What a mighty God. Jackie said she looked at her husband's incision and it looks all good. It's all clean. I mean, you know, now that's, that's the Lord. That's, our, our hands, we're in God's hands. You know, uh, myself, my, my EKGs have been showing different stuff here lately. But you know what? My hope and trust is in the Lord. And I know God is in the midst of it all. And so as I go for whatever these procedures and angiograms and stuff, I, you know what? My heart is fixed on Jesus. See, I've been down at the cross. <laughs> and it was there where I first saw the light. Amen. So I just thank the Lord. I, I've been cooling it for the last couple of weeks, you know, and, and not doing a whole lot. And, but uh, I, I say, you know what? God, thank you. Thank you. I needed some downtime. I needed some quiet time, you know, sometimes we can't hear God when there's so much noise, you know, but I'm grateful today, you see, uh, from the screen, message for today is regardless of your situation, take it to Jesus, how many know that we can have some situations, and I, I remember hearing 
Indiana Jones in situation, like he was talking about the little kid on the commercial, had a little problem in his pants, and he told his mom, we got a situation here. But we can have some situations that are not comfortable. We can have some situations that are painful. We can have some situations that, that cause us to lose sleep at night. You know, we can have situations to where we don't know and we still never know but what tomorrow is going to bring. But we do know who holds tomorrow. We, we, we understand that there's no situation that we can find ourselves in where Jesus won't meet us there. See, and this is, this is the blessing. This is the blessing of having a relationship with the God of the universe. He cares about us. Have anybody ever felt like you're all alone? That you're all by yourself? That nobody knows what you're going through? But Jesus knows all of our troubles. And not only does he know, he rescues us. He comes, you know, just like the children of Israel were down in captivity, down, down in Egypt land. And, and the word says, but God said, I have come down to deliver you. Is anybody looking for God to come down yes. and deliver you to your address yes. in the midst of your situation? See, the old songs say God, Sister Patricia, specializes yes. in things that seems impossible. Oh, God, he, he's a mountain mover. Yes. Uh, I heard, heard somebody say, uh, and they got pretty locked in with Jesus, and they said, uh, uh, God, don't move my mountain. Don't move it, but give me the strength to climb over it. Yes. See, sometimes we just need a little push from the Lord. Yes. Amen. Sometimes we need to hear what God is saying to us in these last and evil days that we're living in. And, and sometimes we're trying to deal with situations in a natural sense. And that don't mean that we're not in this body and God has given us a brain and he's given a mindset. And we try to figure out the best thing we can do. What, what should I do? But at the end of the day, God, if you don't do it, it won't be done. He said in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. You know, this, it, God's word is so powerful. And, and, and the power of our lesson was really just a springboard. <laughs> got, my, got my juice flowing this morning. Uh, into this message on today from Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. I want to share just briefly today. I've been throttling down, like I said, for the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to keep it throttled down. Uh, this is Communion Sunday. Uh, amen. We thank God we we'll, we'll, uh, fellowship around the table of the Lord. But this is a passage I have not been able to shake all week long. This transcendent God who came from heaven down to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. We, through COVID-19, for over two years, we're still standing. We still can take deep breaths because of God's mercy and because of his grace. Whether you've been vaccinated or not, we're standing here because of God's grace. Right. Yes. 
because of his great love in which he has loved us, we're here as testimonies. And some of us have had some, some sicknesses and some illnesses that we didn't know if we were going to make it or not. But God said, live on. He came into the midst of our situation, and he blessed us to be able to tell somebody what great things the Lord has done for us. Today I want to talk about a man that's a, a leper. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, the lepers were so bad, they even changed the name, uh, uh, you know, in modern times, to, I think, Hansen's disease. <laughs> you know, because you say leprosy, we out. You know, so so sometimes it's a euphemism. They'll change the name of something to make it sound a little bit better. But leprosy was a bad, bad situation. And we're going to look at some things today. It's just four verses we're going to look at. And I want to read them first. And then uh, uh, those that's in the IT section, we're going to go back to some points I want to bring out. And, but it says in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, when he, capital H, Jesus, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. What was he doing up on the mountain? See, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry pretty much, and, and we called it the Sermon on the Mount. Matter of fact, we'll look at a couple of things in a moment. But guess what? Jesus had been ministering and pouring out for days. So when he had come down from the mountain, Great multitudes of people followed him. It's something about following Jesus. It's something about making you want to stay close to him. It's something about wanting to hear what he has to say to us in these times we're living in. So the people followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I'm willing. Oh, God. How many know he's willing? To comfort, bless, and to keep you. He's, he's willing. He said, he said, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Mm. Leprosy was a bad, bad situation. Leprosy, definition says, a chronic disease caused by mycobacterium affecting especially the skin and peripheral nerves and categorized by the formation of modules or macules, skin irritation that, that enlarge and spread, accompanied by loss of sensation with eventual paralysis, wasting of muscle, and production of deformities. Man. If you had leprosy in those days and there was no cure for it, you were in a bad situation. Point number one, a leper wasn't allowed to come. Now listen, this, this kind of, when I was doing a little background and checking out leprosy, it kind of stuck out to me. A leprosy 
a leper wasn't allowed to come within six feet of any other human, including his own family, and that was dependent on the magnitude of it. Did y'all pick up on the six feet? Yes. <laughs> I wonder where the CDC for COVID-19 got six feet from. <laughs> Say, stay away six feet. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Stop. <laughs> I, I can't get no closer to you. You know. Wow. Another point. The disease was considered so revolting that a leper wasn't permitted to come within 100 and, 150 feet of anyone if the wind was blowing toward them. Now, who's going to figure out 150 feet? So that means I got to stay away from everybody because I'm infected with leprosy. Whatever your situation is, take it to Jesus. Point three, lepers lived in a community with other lepers until they either got better or died. Point number four, this was the only way the people knew to contain the spread of the contagious forms of leprosy. They had to isolate folks. They had to go around crying, unclean, unclean. Stay away from me. Can you only imagine? We are designed and created by God to have fellowship. No man's an island. No man stands alone. We need others. We need for our emotional well-being. We need to communicate with others. And a leper couldn't do it. The main reason why leprosy is talked about so much in the Bible is that it is a graphic illustration of sin's destructive power. Hmm. There's a correlation between uh, what, what leprosy posed in that day to what sin poses even now and then. <clears throat> in ancient Israel, lep leprosy was a powerful object lesson of the debilitating influence of sin in a person's life. A lot of things we're going through is the because of sin. Don't have to be necessarily this sickness, this, this issue I have is because of sin that I've done, but we're living in a sin-sick world. Ever since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, sin came in. We live in a cursed creation, and sin is rampant in the land. We understand that man's heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all who can know it. We look at things that's happening around us. We look at inflation. When it got gas this morning, I didn't want to look at the pump. Just put it in till it clicked. Get the receipt, put it, going on about my business. <laughs> you know, situation. You know, we look at the homeless situations. The incarcerated people in our land. I'm looking forward to Lord Wooden, uh July 16th to be at Donovan State Prison. To be down there to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because there's people behind those walls that have situations. And they can't do nothing about them. Those inmates, men and women alike. They have mothers and fathers, no doubt. Sisters and brothers, children. It's nothing worse than talking to an inmate. And they say, my mother died. A year, a month ago. And I couldn't go. And the brokenness situations. 
So this scripture just really kind of stuck out to me because I had to look at it, Pastor Joe, in all three of the synoptic gospels. Just to try to really grab hold of this scene, Jesus coming off of the mount, giving the sermon on the mount. And as we know, it started out, and I'll just read about five verses maybe of Matthew chapter 5. Uh, as Jesus was setting the groundwork for kingdom living. You know, there's a way for us to live in the kingdom of God. We don't just live any kind of way. We don't just live willy-nilly. We, we are ambassadors for Christ. And Jesus came on the scene, and he began to lay out what kingdom living looked like. <clears throat> Verse 1 in uh, Matthew 5 said, And seeing the multitudes... He went up into a mountain, and when he was set, uh, his disciples came unto him. Those followers came to him, and Jesus opened up his mouth, and he taught them, saying what? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How many know that your citizenship is in heaven? In the midst of your brokenness, your citizenship is in heaven. In the midst of of humbling ourselves before God, in the midst of of chaos and persecution, I'm a citizen in heaven. Verse 4 says, Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Oh God, oh God, there's been some mourning going on. There's been so many deaths and so many illnesses, and and God, it hurts, and but God, but his words say, but you'll be confident. And, you know, he will comfort us. Anybody ever been confident by the Lord in the midst of your heaviness and your hurt? And you, and, you, and, you, and you say in your heart and your mind, I couldn't have made it without the Lord. It was so heavy on me. I didn't know which way I was going to turn. But he comforted me by his word. He told me to fear not. <laughs> he said, don't fear. I got you. I got this. I'm holding you in my righteous right hand. Verse 5 said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meekness is not weakness. It's power under control. Because I know my God will fight my battles if I just hold my peace. Verse 6 said, Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let me read down to verse 11. Uh, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Hmm. You mean if I'm merciful? If I'm showing mercy, I'm going to receive mercy. See, you reap what you sow, and sometimes people just look at that in the negative. Oh, you're going to get it. You know, but no. When we sow mercy and grace and love, as Mark was reading, we read that. <clears throat> Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Anybody want to see God? <laughs> I'm talking about for eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see him now. I see him in, in his glory and majesty in my sanctified mind. And I look in the heavens at night and I say, wow, look at God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. It don't say peace breakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. 
rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted the prophets which were before you. I read all that to say because the scripture here say when he had come down from the mountain, when he got through teaching them, showing them the, be, the attitude to be in, teaching them about forgiveness, teaching them how not to worry, teaching them to don't be concerned about what tomorrow is going to bring, that he's got it. And I'm imagining the people were glued to their proverbial seats, listening to every word that fell from our Savior's lips. And so now the sermon was over, and Jesus went into action. Because he was sharing with them what this kingdom living looks like. But now he begins to demonstrate kingdom living. Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill the law. And so in this case, and it said again in, in verse 1, when he had come down from the mountain, a whole lot of people were following him. Let me jump down to Mark chapter 1 to bring some context to this. Because I was asking my wife, but nobody, ain't nobody in the house but her and me, so she gets it all. Baby, what you think about this? A leper, he had to cry unclean. He had to stay his distance from people, or he had to live in a compound where other lepers was. And so here, church is out, and all the people coming to where Jesus was. Now, in, in Mark 1 and 4, they say, uh, now a leper came to him. This is the same narrative from a different uh, disciple, from a different follower. <clears throat> and he adds some things that we didn't see in Matthew. Because Matthew, it says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. <clears throat> and we know Matthew said, Jesus said, I'm willing, be clean. There's some problems here because the law said, leper, you stay away from everybody else. And you, everybody else's, don't touch a leper. It, 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 you're going to be unclean. You're going to be set apart. You may get the disease. <clears throat> so in Mark 1, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him. Hello now. Kneeling. So, so the leper, regardless of his situation, he had some kind of inkling of who he was dealing with because he came kneeling down. When you have a problem, or if you don't have a problem, you don't have a problem kneeling before the Lord God, our maker. No matter what the situation is. If I could just roll out of my sick bed, kneeling, calling on the name of the Lord. He said, kneeling down to him and said to him, if you are willing. I can't get my head around today, folks, demanding God to do something. I reminded God of his word. I'm going to stand and he go, what? Who? Remember who you're dealing with. You're dealing with the one who's able to do anything. You're dealing with the one you cannot command to do anything at all. 
We seek the Lord. We ask the Lord. We, we, we make our petitions and requests known to him. And we do that with thanksgiving. He said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And this, see, now, so, so Chuck, we add this to Matthew. Because now Mark said, then Jesus was moved with compassion. I mean, from the, 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 from the very, in the bowels of his person, the, the, the pity, the, 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 the pain that Jesus felt looking at this man. He had mercy upon him. The, the Bible say, he said, Jesus was moved with compassion. And Jesus knowing, now mind you, again, but I was asking Sandy, how did this leper get to Jesus in the midst of all of these people? <laughs> oh God, you know he know we come in before we even show up. You remember the prodigal son? Father was out there looking for him every day. The Lord is looking for us every day with our situations, bringing them to him. And sometimes where we go wrong, once we bring them to him, we pick them back up, we take them back home, we try to fix them ourselves again, rather than leaving them with the Lord. So then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him. Jesus, that was against the law. <laughs> You're not supposed to be touching him, he's unclean. And said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. You know, this reminds me of, I think it's Hebrews um, 4 and 16. It says, let us come boldly, that means with confidence, to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. How many need mercy today? Yes. And find grace to help in the time of need. If anybody in need of God's grace in this time of need, yes. we can come with confidence, boldly to him. Wow. <clears throat> what a privilege. Yes. We start talking about God's mercy. Lamentation 3 and 1, Jeremiah the prophet said, this I recall to my mind. He said, therefore have I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we haven't been consumed. For his compassion fails not. They're renewed every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Take it, whatever your situation, take it to Christ. The leper took it to Christ. And Jesus said, I'm willing, oh God. I'm willing to be cleansed. And he strictly warned him. And sent him away at once. Now, you see this picture? The man is covered. Well, before I say that, let me read Luke's account. Because when Sandy and I first started talking, I said, babe, how did this man get to Jesus? She said, well, maybe he had a little leprosy and it was covered up. I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's keep reading and see if we can come up with something here because how did this man who is not supposed to be around people get in the midst of all of the folks that's around Jesus and it don't say nobody's out here crying and, and whooping him and, and shooting him or putting a spear on him or what? It, Luke 5 and 12 say, and it happened when he was in a certain city, he meaning Jesus, that behold, a man, listen to this, who was full of leprosy. So now we, 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 you know, so now it, it leaves no doubt that this man's skin probably was white and and pussy and his hair because leprosy would even turn your hair white. Now if you was bald headed, I don't know what it would do. 
and maybe just have a white head. I, I don't know. That's a big white head. I don't. <laughs> you know. And it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy. He saw Jesus. And again, remember Mark said he, he came kneeling. Here he said he fell on his face. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what your situation is, how ugly it is. Take it to Jesus. Yeah. So this leprous man who's been exiled from all of the people, he comes to Jesus and he falls on his, plate, on his face, imploring him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Lord, if you're willing, this situation I'm in, you can fix it. God, if you are willing, this pain that I have, you can make it go away. God, if you are willing, what my daughter and grandchildren and, 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 and son-in-law is going through, God, you can fix it. In the name of Jesus, as we come before you humbly as we know how, Jesus said, I'm willing. He put his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Jesus was not worried about leprosy attacking him. Because he's creator God. He's Jehovah Rapha, the healer. He's the one who, who is now feeling great compassion for this man. He's looking at him saying, oh, the, my, my creation, my son. He's in a bad situation. He don't know what to do. People are staring at him. See, sometimes you got to push past what people going to think. Because sometimes when you want to take your situation to God, you're wondering what the people going to say. What the husband going to say. What the wife going to say. What the kids going to say. No, no. Listen, I'm taking it to Jesus because it's too much for me. It's too heavy for me. I've been dealing with this for such a long time. I'm taking it to Jesus. And the enemy would try to keep the people of God from going to Jesus. We're going to fight this thing in a natural. No, you, your arms are too short to box with God. You're you doing the T-Rex thing. You, 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 you can't fight. We, we, we fight the enemy that can't be seen. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Take the situation to Jesus. So let me back up again. and just I'm going to read three of these again. We're going to close out. So it came in, in, in Matthew 8, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitude followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing. At that point, we didn't know just how bad the condition was, but it was the same message. If you're willing, Jesus said, I'm willing. We need to understand today that Jesus is willing to come to your rescue. To heal you. To, it don't matter of your age. It don't matter, matter of your stature. It don't matter of your financial situation. You can be down and out. You can be up and out. But either way you are out. And you need Jesus to come in. And make you whole. Sometimes folks have a situation in their mind. And they can't get past the noise in their mind. But you can take it to Jesus. Jesus put out his hand. Touched him saying I'm willing to be cleansed. Go show yourself to the priest. At that point, I can see him saying, wow. 
Now, the people that he may have been trying to hide from getting to Jesus, he probably said, shoes, I'm, I'm good. Who going to accuse me now? What are you looking? He said, you know what? I'm going home. I, I'm going home. I, I, I haven't seen my wife in years. I haven't touched my baby. I'm cleansed by the power of this Jesus. I'm going home. I'm going to go to the market again. I'm going to go out and fish on the banks again because I've been cleansed. I've been, I've been delivered. And we need to understand that today. The same Jesus is working today. I don't believe I have to read no more. I want you to know today, don't allow the enemy to keep you from taking your situation to Jesus. Don't let the enemy tell you that your situation is so bad that it's never going to get any better. That this thing that, you, that you're dealing with is too many moving parts. What he think, what she think, what they think, what, what might be. Get out of the what ifs. But God, if you're, you're willing, God wants you to deliver me. And I want to serve notice on you today that Jesus will make you whole. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That is my thought for today. Amen. Whatever your situation, take it to Jesus. Because I'm telling you, stuff can get real heavy. Stuff can get way real heavy. I'm telling you, I'm talking about as people of God. It's one thing with folks in the world, they don't know Jesus. So we have the privilege of sharing with folks to lead them to Christ. But we, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some situation, but be of good cheer, Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And, and sometimes we are reluctant to let anybody know that we're going through something. And sometimes we can cover stuff up. And I'm talking about sometimes the closest people to us, children, wives, husbands, whatever it may be, and we're wrestling with whatever the situation is on the inside. We don't want to create no trouble. We don't want to, you know, stir the pot. And, and, and Jesus said, listen, I'm willing. Take it to me. Bring it to me. And I'll fix it for you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.